Hey everybody and welcome to episode 102 of the Reviver Seal podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome to episode 102. Hope you are well. Hope you're in enjoying the uh, this lovely February weather that we've got <laughs> here in uh, in England. Um, well, at the moment when I'm actually uh, recording this episode, it's it's been gale force winds and and such. But hopefully today is better. Um, and um, I'm actually uh, going to be in South South Africa, South Africa when this comes out. Excuse my poor accent. But um, yeah, we've got a great episode coming up for you. Uh, just just to let you know, uh, guys and girls, we've got a few things that will be on the site. If they're not on the site, you can still jump on over um, to them anyway. We've got um, our www.reviveyourself.co store. All of our fantastic products. If you're looking for whole food supplements, got some great options for you there. The Finchley Clinic, uh, Evolution Organics, and we have Ancient Purity up soon as well. Looking for your vitamin C's, uh, whole food, um, whole food supplements, greens, drinks, meal replacements. <clears throat> if you're on the run, Living Fuel is a phenomenal option for that. Also got a great uh, vegan protein from Sun Warrior and from Living Fuel too. Um, probiotics, obviously got milk, thistle, liver support options. They're all fantastic. Also got our uh, phenomenal whole house filtration system from Aquaterra. Options for you there if you've got one, two, three, or four bedrooms, and if you've got in a hard water or soft water area, all good. Uh, what we've also got as well is the blue blocking glasses from blueblocks.com. So that's www.blueblocks.com. That's B L U B L O C dot com and we've got all different ones there they have got three different options for you the ones i use are the red lenses for nighttime they've got a few different options for you there have a little look around see what would work for you and different quality frames and if you put in uh the code revive um all capitals revive you could get a 10 percent discount there we've also got some other quality products we'll be adding soon some really good essential oils but i'm going to wait for the show to come out before i start telling you about that and start telling you about things we've got in place for you because you know i want to bring you guys as best that we can um so you can really turn up well just turn up your your health tune up your health turn up the heat <laughs> turn tune up your health and give everything you can um so you can optimize your health so they're the, the great options we've got for you guys and girls and obviously our aries tech emf device um emf blocking devices that are on the site too you've got different options there head on over to reviveyourself.co and you can click on the shop link we've also got all our great articles on the revive yourself site and all the other ep- episodes for the podcast but today's episode is with a returning guest third time we've had her on the show and she's just a wealth of knowledge and she's someone i love talking to and that's emma lane um and today we're going to be talking all about the body's tales of dis-ease and even going to some facial tales of dis-ease it's something that i really want to um to, to touch on because these are 
obvious signs you can look at within yourself or with someone else and really get to understand how people, um, well, it's a really, yeah, I mean, how people may have disease or, or issues that, that can easily be seen just by the naked eye. And there's one in particular regarding heart health that really uh, is, 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 is overlooked by the medical industry, and we go into that. So without further ado, here's Emma, here's the episode. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Perfect. Um, so just, just quickly, you're up, so you're up north at the moment. I'm what, sorry? You're up north at the moment. I am, yes. Yeah, and so, so you say you've got meetings in Leeds. Where are you based? Wakefield? I am, yes, right. in Wakefield. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm only which is great. I'm just surrounded by land. <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah, I'd love it. In fact, where I've just been out for walking the forest today myself. It was uh, got quite quite a lot of snow up there at the moment. No, we. It was white this morning. It was like white over this morning, but it it soon went. And no, we've we've had a few flutters here and there today, but nothing at all. Oh, right. well, nice and uh, warm. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, we've had quite a lot down. I mean, it did actually start to go a little bit in the day, but. Yeah, woke up to about I suppose about three to four inches. It was quite quite. Oh well. Wow. Yeah, okay. I think we had like minus five last night, minus six. Quite cold. But, yeah, um, it's cold. It is cold, but I'm off to St. Louis in a couple of weeks, and when I looked yesterday, um, it was minus sixteen. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's too cold. I had um last year I went skiing in Val d'Isere. It was minus twenty one, and I was like, this is just yeah, it gets. <laughs> Even yeah. even with all the ski gear on, it got to the point on the mountain where I was like, yeah, this isn't much fun. After it's after about four hours in it, four or five hours in it, you're like, that's that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> minus yeah. sixteen. Um, I didn't think when I was, I was where St. Louis. Um, where what state's that in? Oh God, you know you're asking me. Um, I want to say Massachusetts, and right. I'm not actually sure. So if I'm, um, oh, it does sound like it. Yeah, St. Louis, Massachusetts. I mean, yeah, I'm insulting anybody. I'm sorry because my geography is not always good. <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking, like in my head, whereabouts is because I know um, clients out in America. Obviously, got yeah. um, a lot of friends who in Canada. One of them, one of my friends, is married to a, 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 a well, his wife is from Saskatoon. That's in Canada. They get minus forty, uh, yeah. minus fifty, and you're like. Yeah, I've got no interest in that whatsoever. But yeah, so you're going to be pretty cold, but wrapping up warm. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I think I'm a, I'm a f- basically close to Chicago, so I think right. it's, it's where all that bad weather's kind of making its way through. So I'm hoping by the time I get there, it's it's gone. Yeah. So you say <laughs> next week you're out of there? No, I've got. I'm in London next week teaching the cyber course next weekend, and then I fly on the Wednesday after that. Right. Okay. So yeah, you're still going to be. I mean, it's still like February. Um, yeah. My mate, my mate, my friend went out to Chicago. Oh, it's, it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be yeah, bitter. I go from St. Louis to California, where it'll be quite nice and warm, and then I go up to Seattle, where it will not be warm. So right, yeah, kind so, of a bit of a mixed trip. Seattle's not too far. We were, uh, it's not too far from Vancouver, is it? I don't think it's just no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's meant yeah. to be like um, quite a lot of rain around since uh, Seattle. Uh, oh god, yeah, Seattle definitely rains a lot. So, yes. So <laughs> how comes? Um, I mean, I get I get California because obviously that's like basically the health capital of the world, if you want, I suppose. Um, <laughs> But, no, I'd, I'd go with the alternative capital of the world. I won't right, go with the health yeah. capital so, of the world because there's a heck of a lot of things that they do that really aren't healthy as well. Right, right, yeah. I, I, I mean, um, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, um, from like our point of view, if you want to find someone in the, in the health game, um, they're probably 
they're probably I mean a lot of them based on the west coast right you know it's quite a beautiful place to live and there's a lot of people that are in the in the health or not say alternative health world natural health world but um yeah why St. Louis and why Seattle um St. Louis is um because I've been asked to go out there and teach some classes um so that's why St. Louis and that's when they wanted me to go out there and teach them um California is clients and uh, meetings and things and Seattle is um, I'm attending the integrative health conference um, in Seattle for three days okay um, so that's why that yeah. right. is that worth <laughs> worth going to that particular one yeah is a very good one yes it is all right yeah a lot of them because some of them you go and you think mm, this is, this is yeah. another one so that you, so you recommend this what's, what's that one called um oh god you're asking me now i'm sorry i can't remember all the different ones i go to it's the um it's not ifm it'll come to me in a minute but i can't remember off the top of my head that's all so, right no worries i'll have a little yeah. look at, have a look at myself oh, interesting so um anyway thanks for coming back on emma i know you're uh want to get you on because obviously you are going away and doing a lot of uh teaching etc um but we've i mean there's lots of stuff i want to cover with you but today we're going to go into um the tales of a diseased body, diseased body. Dis, yeah. Yeah, a diseased. Before it turns into a disease. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. diseased body uh, and into um, some emotional tales as well. Um, so yeah, when... which is, yeah, some um, messages from within is the actual course that that information comes from. And it's basically what is your body trying to tell you and are you listening? Well, I mean, I think that's a very big problem, right? People just not listening to their body um, and people mm-hmm. just not knowing that their body is actually speaking to them. They've actually got in the world where they think that everyone's, well, so everyone's ill, right? It's just, it's yeah. just, it's, uh, it's normal. In fact, it's not normal. It's just, it's just common. Um, and that's something that getting people to, a, is it, is it hard? I mean, I know from my own experience, but do you feel it's when people come to you to get them to understand their body and listen to their body? Is that quite a hard thing to do? If they are prepared to actually put in the work and listen to the bodies, no, it can they can turn it around and start receiving the messages, I'd say, fairly easily. Um, but people are quite distracted from themselves by whether it's social media, the phones, work, family, you know, the stresses in life. So pretty much they're, they're just distracted. They're not present with themselves so therefore, they just don't hear the messages, and after a while, the body doesn't give you them as uh, frequently. Um, people develop things like enteric um, amnesia, which is where the enteric nervous system in the gut just no longer really expresses the symptoms that are happening in the gut back to the brain very effectively. Um, so it's more about just being open to becoming more aware and listening to the cum- the communication that your body does give you on a day to day basis um and also you know like with the tells of dis-ease um there's a lot of physical indications very early on that if you are taking notice will definitely help you prevent um worse scenarios happening down the line whether that be diabetes cancer heart disease etc so it's it's a case of having more awareness and also being open to being present with yourself and what your body is telling you or expressing to you. Yeah, 100%. It's 
it's something that once you it's it's basically as well it's opening your mind up and actually understanding that you know well as you said before when you when you're in sort of to say that for want of a better cliche the matrix or just doing what everyone else is doing and you're just going through life and you get a headache you just think oh i've got a headache it's random it's bad luck i'll just take a pill for it um yeah. when you, you start to understand the body and start to understand health you realize well, okay well why have i got this headache what have i had have i have i really stressed have i had something bad to eat that i've reacted to have i, have I had that fragrance near me i mean it could be a million and one things but you start to understand yeah. that it's not it's not a, a random headache it's um it's a reaction to something that's been happening whether it be internal or external right yeah yeah it's, it's your body basically going um i'm not in balance here there's something wrong help me out change what cause this you know do something about it be proactive yeah and so taking a pill um for a lot of time we always say it's like uh and getting rid of the pain masking the pain it's like smashing the oil light out in your car when it comes on and thinking the problem's gone away where in fact it hasn't um so exactly so we're going to we're going to i mean they probably link up quite nicely probably it's 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 like uh go around this in in many different ways but about the emotional tells but first of all i mean would you say would you say emotional tells come first or physical tells come first or does it depend on the person depend on the situation it can happen either way it's it depends on the individual um what their resilience is like their well-being vitality whatever word you want to use um so it can happen either way um it can be where a person is under um, an emotional load or they've experienced a trauma and the body will ultimately try to deal with that increase in energy that that uh, trauma, whether it's a psychological trauma that they're having, whether it's a physical trauma, um, it will have to dissipate the energy and it does that in various ways. Um, so pretty much, you know, your organs, for example, are extremely receptive to your emo- emotions and your feelings. All you've got to do is listen to how people express themselves. So the, the language that we use in a, on an everyday basis, you know, people have the little sayings um, that they, you know, use a lot. So I am sick to my stomach. Um, I have a gut feeling. My heart's broken in two. Um, mm. Pain in the neck, pain in the arse. You know, people will use these sayings without actually realising that they're communicating certain things to the body because we're literally made up of trillions of cells and those when you think a thought when you say something it doesn't just stay in your head um, that thought it travels you know instantaneously and simultaneously to every cell in your body so you the thoughts that you're thinking have a very far-reaching profound effect because if you keep saying pain in pain in the arse pain in the butt when you're talking about somebody that's irritating you for example literally what you are telling your body is pain in the pain in the ass pain in the butt so you know your body goes okay that, that's what you want here we go so a lot of people that experience sciatic pain you know will have checks physically to um, rule out that there's not a disc issue it's not um, tightening around the so you know the psoas problems or the uh, sciatic nerve etc so there won't be a physical manifestation of it postural ergonomic etc um but there's there's some reason why that pain is manifesting there um and if one of your favorite sayings is there a pain in the arse pain in the butt um that's what your body may well give you 
So it's we've got these inbuilt mechanisms to reduce the overall excess load. Um, so an emotional response can vary from really mild to extreme. It can be occasional. It can be constant. And the same thing with um, physical responses in the body. You know, you might get the occasional headache. You might get spasms in your gut. You might feel nauseous. So these are all signs that your body's giving you that mm, something going on. It's whether you're linking it in. So basically all your organs are physically and emotionally connected to the brain. And that emotional relationship with the brain is a qualitative one since the brain isn't affected physically to the same extent as other other organs are by various types of stress. Um, So it's, I'm trying, I'll give you an example. Let me give you an example. So let's say somebody is, um, okay, somebody's told that they might lose their job. Okay. Yeah, okay. So obviously with that, um, there's going to be a lot of anxiety there, a lot of concern that, oh, are they going to be able to pay the bills, for example? Um, you know, what they're going to do. So there'll be a lot of anxiety and worry around that. And anxiety and worry, for example, is linked to the stomach. So it's what we call a, a, a stomach person if you like. So this this could be for someone who's got anxious around sport, things like that as well? Yeah, any any kind of anxiety or worry that comes up in their life, yep. pretty much. Um, it's the, the stomach is the organ where that related emotion will be dissipated. So remember the body has these mechanisms to dissipate excess energy when you have any kind of trauma or shock, whether it be psychological, whether it be physical, it needs to get rid of that excess energy that that events produced. Mm-hmm. So certain organs are related to certain emotions, both both negative and you know good mm-hmm. uh, positive emotions. Mm-hmm. So with let's just say that person's being told, oh right, we might have to make you redundant. We don't know. So they're going to worry about whether they can pay the bills, what's going to happen, etc. So what might for them physically that might start manifesting as having indigestion. Um, that food's not digesting very well, it's just sitting in the stomach kind of thing. Um, that uh, things such as um, GERD, gastroesophageal, gastroesophageal reflux disease, these kind of things mm-hmm. can present themselves. Stomach, stomach cramps, um, pain. Yeah. 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 Diarrhea. So it's, it's the organ, the stomach, not the intestines, but the organ, the stomach. And ultimately, with that, that that's a you know that physical manifestation has been brought about by an emotional and mental stress concern but the opposite can happen as well in the let's say somebody mm, they don't have good cephalic response i.e they don't make sure that they are creating the optimal digestive process when they're eating the food so they tend to in the morning grab something and eat it in the car to work Mm -hmm. so they're not present with the food then at lunchtime they're on the computer um, catching up on emails etc while they're eating a sandwich so again not really present with food not not turning on the digestive processes of the enzymes, the saliva, the hydrochloric acid, so that you can break your food down and digest it properly. 
So just let's say that they've got that common theme going at night. They get home when they have the dinner, they're watching TV, same thing. So over a period of time, your ability to digest your food will become less and less, which then means your stomach will start having problems and you might start experiencing indigestion reflux etc and with that because it can be quite uncomfortable if you get heartburn they'll then start feeling quite anxious about the health oh there's something wrong with me i'm really sick so then you get the anxiousness and the worry again kind of thing so the question that you asked in regards to well does it come from an emotional response or a physical it can easily activate both ways Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of recognizing, well, where did this come from? Is this person, for example, are they generally a bit of a worrier? Do, do they worry about things quite mm-hmm. a bit? Mm-hmm. You know, so, for example, just to give you another example, um, the um, pancreas is all about grief. OK, so and not just grief of losing someone, but it could be of um losing something that you know you care about um so a job it could be that you're having to move house it's basically it's a loss it could be a loss of sense of self so it's a grief around you not living the life that you want to live so it's 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 grief around something okay so with that Obviously, the pancreas is all to do with supporting um, digestive enzyme output, pancreatic um, acid uh, enzymes, um, but also blood sugar balance. So with people that are grieving about something, what you tend to find is they get very erratic blood sugar balance. They don't do very well with digestion again because they're not actually breaking down and absorbing the foods. Um, so from an emotional point of view, the actual, if you like, the the negative emotion is grief, but the positive emotion is joy mm. for the pancreas. But there's certain, there's certain associations with different um, organs that you can identify for yourself whether, well, that is a problem. So people with the, like, pancreatic imbalances that as i said can manifest as physical problems but can also show up because you know there's been a loss around something you know the the sense of getting old for example the loss of youth is a big one today because in society mm. we value youth and more than wisdom yeah yeah and more than exactly. our elders yeah 100 yeah. percent. this this we talk, i get this as well I and mean, i'm gonna go about the liver we're going to kidneys as well but there's one that um comes up a lot especially with diabetics they're like they say well, I don't understand I've been eating really well but my uh, my blood sugar has just gone through the roof and I said well I always say to them oh, how have, have you been today you've been stressed it's something wound you up oh yeah actually I was this that the other I was like well of course your body's you've been stressed out your body's got you've got yourself your body's ready for like a, a fight or fly response it's dumped loads of sugar into the blood in the bloodstream and of course you've got a high high um, high blood sugar reading you know mm-hmm. and so people yeah. don't realize how stress and other things can impact impact their health and so what you're saying that with the pancreas with with the gut um so I mean, it's, it's sort of like it's it's really interesting for people to hear this sort of conversation i think Emma, because it lets them understand that this is the that your feelings and your thoughts etc they, they affect you on many different levels 
Yeah. Ultimately, as I said earlier, any thought you think in your head instantaneously and simultaneously travels to every cell in your body and you are made up of trillions of cells. That's all you are, cells. So if we're talking about the heart, the heart is made up of heart cells. If we're talking about skin, skin cells, blood cells, and pretty much what you're doing is that if it's a negative thought that you're thinking, I'm not good enough, for example, that's literally what you're telling every cell in your body. And if that thought process is a regular thought process through the day, literally all you're doing is you are confirming that thought process to the body. So you're just constantly telling it something that ultimately you don't want to experience, but you're putting all your energy into that thought process rather than thinking about what you do want, what you do want to experience and thinking those thoughts, which will then create a better opportunity for you to experience them. So... Other pe- people and people, you know, pain devil's advocate. People will say, "Well, I know someone who's really negative about themselves, or someone who's always like beating themselves up, and they're really successful. They got to the top of their sport, you know, because they were saying that you're not good enough. They're making them work harder, etc." Um, so how the how does that happen? Is how does how does the opposite? If obviously your negative self talk it can impact you negatively, how do these people um, butt the trend? Yes, but it will be different for everybody. But ultimately, um, what you know, we are human beings and we're always striving to do something better. That's one of the things that, you know, stands out about humans is that we're constantly striving to move forward, to create things better, to do things better, to make it more efficient. So ultimately, if you don't have a lot of belief in yourself, but you believe that by doing the training, by putting the time in, the effort, you'll get better. You are moving forward to creating something different. But, but, but would you say with the training and putting in the, all the hours, but instead of being negative self-talk, having positive self-talk, you put, you potentially be able to be being better than you were before? Oh, massively. Yeah, if you're, it's, it's, think of it this way. Would you like to spend time with somebody that was constantly telling you negative things about yourself, would you feel good being around somebody that was doing that to you? You wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing that to yourself constantly, it's not going to help you succeed in life and feel happy and feel good about yourself. So by changing those thought processes around, i.e., you know, hanging out with the friends that support you, hanging out with the people that make you feel good when you're with them, it makes a massive difference to how you feel but most people don't realize that the negative self-talk that they have with themselves all the time is doing them harm mm-hmm. a lot of harm it's yeah. so easy i can't remember the, the the stats i know paul talks about it a lot and uh, warren has a thing but how many of the thousand thoughts that we have uh, a day and how many of them are negative i think it's like 98 percent are negative because it's always easier to believe the, the bad stuff or, or it's protective mechanism from the brain where you know it says well we've done this before it didn't it didn't work out for us and so they say um i think when i did my courses in um, neurology it was saying you know negative negative uh, emotions or negative um experiences stick to the brain like velcro and yeah. po- positive ones don't uh, and it's sort of like someone can tell you can play a game of sport or you can do something good and then we'll go oh that was brilliant well done and you'll be like cool uh, thanks you, you, can, you can feel good but it's like probably it's very very fleeting whereas just being a sportsman for example using a sporting example I could do 10 things great on the pitch I won't even think about them I do one thing that was really bad that would be in my head the whole game 
Um, mm -hmm. Because of probably with that comes with, you know, you say you don't want to look, be uh, extra right from the herd. And when you do things bad and let people down, it's a way that you can be left out, you know, or, yeah. and so it's very, very easy for us to, to, to these negative things because it's how we sort of protect ourselves. But in, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, ironically, it's something that can make us, yeah, um, well, not be, not be the healthiest and not be the best version of ourselves. Yeah. So, I mean, but remember, it can work both ways because it can also be a motivating factor as well mm -hmm. for some people. Everybody works different, remember. Yeah, um, yeah. Some people do well with positive praise. Some people do well with negative praise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's... it's. <laughs> it, well, yeah, wasn't everybody's it? Everybody's different. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, people do... Uh, more to stay out of pain than they will to go towards um, pleasure. Yes. And yeah. so I do 100% agree, agree with that. And something, I mean, failure, as people want to say, it's just a lesson, like they're the best lessons you get. They, you learn how to not yeah. do things. But um, Exactly. And eventually you'll learn what it is you need to do to get to where you want to be. 100%. But yeah but but people so, but people going through this as you mentioned before so because we've got off a bit of track i think it's important to have that conversation though because people need to understand how important self-talk is um yeah. and just the emotions you can go through but it's very important it's very interesting for them to listen to so i'll let you go through them Emma, because um really interesting but we're just just quickly with the gut for example um when you said people got those that sort of problem What's the way to, to stop that? Is it, is it just to stop the worry, to get things down on paper, to do things like meditation, to quieten the mind? So if you talk about the – when you say the gut – Sorry, we talk about, you talk about, about the stomach. So I'm going yeah, to sorry, basically sorry. – I'll just, Yeah, I'll just focus um, on the actual stomach, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Um, because that makes more sense as we were talking about it earlier. All right, so – right. Just to give you an overview of the stomach, the things, the behaviours that are associated with stomach people, they tend to be very concerned about their kind of stature and social status. So oftentimes it's with stomach people, it's how they represent themselves in relation to others. And if you think about society today with social media, etc., we can't we live with this need to exist socially and in society with this kind of being constantly productive being creative but while we're always following like the pre-established rules of society and so in order to play like a satisfactory role in society it requires a lot of effort and it can be very very difficult for an individual to find the place and to exist harmoniously in the society so like you were saying earlier we don't want to let the tribe down you know we don't want to upset people we need that it's an inbuilt safety security mechanism that we don't want to be expelled from the tribe because by being in the tribe that gives us safety in numbers so we've still got this kind of social um, need to always um, exist harmoniously in society so you know following that kind of thing so with that, it can put a lot of stress and expectation on an individual. And generally, society today doesn't really support the weaker members. And this can create a lot of anxiety and worry. Frequently, that they're not enough. They're not going to meet the criteria that they need. So that will create that level of anxiety and worry. Now, one of the other things with... Um, 
people that have generally have problems with the stomach then they remember this can be physical problems that are manifesting or this could be an emotional expression where they're more of an anxious person or a worrier okay so again in society we tend to be judged on the facts on our abilities so our achievements our accomplishments our academic and personal achievements the family that we came from the job that we have the financial success so it's all about um meeting expectations of society and what we've accomplished it's never about who we truly are as an individual okay so that can be very challenging because oftentimes what we think society needs is different to how we truly are or who we truly are. So then we start to create what we call these shadow sides where we try and suppress what we think are the negative parts of us so that we fit in with society. So it's almost like we're creating this social persona, this facade. So it's kind of like having two different personalities there's the true you and then there's this facade this role that you play to meet the expectations of society with that that will create in the person like it can lead to a feeling of you know not being worthy because if you don't feel that you can put your true self forward that's going to lead to a you know not not having a lot of self-worth um and it's very if you think about it it's very energy draining to be acting a part every day, day in, day out, that's not you. Mm-hmm. So it creates a lot of anxiety and worry, basically about, oh, am I going to be found out? Mm-hmm. And with this belief of they're not good enough as they, you know, as they truly are, the the what I call the inner eye. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the the inner eye they don't feel is enough. So, you know, that's just some examples. There's, there, there's other traits um, in regards to um, what, we, what I'd call a stomach person. Um, but remember, we've all got kind of traits of different organs, if you like, or different emotions that run through us, whether it is, you know, grief, whether it's sadness, whether it's fear. Fear is a very common one that's linked to the adrenals, whether it's frustration, whether it's anger. Um, we've, you know, all these negative emotions linked to different organs but from the stomach's point of view so this is kind of going in a little bit now into the tells of dis-ease your body will um, present you with indications physically if there's a physical problem of um, what we call referred pain Mm -hmm. so for the stomach the organ of the stomach that refers primarily to the right shoulder can refer into the right side laterally of the rib cage and into kind of the lower area of the thoracic region um, below the shoulder blades. So if you if you regularly get aches and pains that come and go in the right shoulder, anterior or posterior of the right shoulder, laterally on the right side of the rib cage or in the middle of the kind of your thoracic below your shoulder blades, that's an indication that your stomach is not too happy. So you might not get lots of indigestion or good. You might just get these referral pains every so often that show up. Now, we're actually, most people are aware of these refer, anatom- anatomical referral pains. So if you think about when somebody's having a heart attack, mm-hmm. they don't say, my heart hurts. Mm-hmm. They'll tend to say, 
the left side of my chest hurts and the inside of my left arm down to my little finger, my ring finger. Mm -hmm. That's where the pain generally is dissipated mm -hmm. um, in the body for the heart. And that can also refer higher up in the upper back area, medial, like kind of mid scapula upwards, a little bit in the middle of the back. Okay. So uh, everybody's aware that, you know, yeah, if the heart's stressed and there's too much energy going through there, I think they're having a heart, a heart attack episode or something, that the body tries to dissipate that pain. Every organ has pathways. So the stomach one I've just given you. So that's it. That's another indication that there might be imbalances there. But for, you know, healing, what I call healing options for the for the stomach, which is the organ that we're talking about, you've got to look at the basics. So eating in a calm, quiet environment, supporting a good cephalic response, chewing your food to liquid, check that you've got the appropriate hydrochloric acid levels, make sure that you're taking regular movement to assist in your peristalsis. Um, avoid using aspirin and anti-inflammatory medi medications because obviously they irritate the stomach mm -hmm. mucosal lining, cause problems. Avoid drinking cold drinks, for example, because the stomach has to go into um, it has basically if it's if a drink isn't at the um, a temperature that is appropriate for the internal temperature of the body, the stomach can go into a spasm to try and um, bring the temperature up, if you like, which then will prevent the stomach from emptying. Then you've got a whole host of digestive supports that you can look at, Swedish bitters, zinc, for example. There's lots of different support mechanisms that you can use specifically for your stomach, hydrochloric acid, pepsin, blah, blah, blah. But then you've also got to look at the psychological aspects, the mm. emotional side. It's huge. Yeah. So it's a lot of people do not know what their core values are, what their eye values are. Mm -hmm. And on a day-to-day -day basis, the, you know, the decisions that you make on a day-to-day -day basis are based around your eye values, what is important to you, your beliefs, mm -hmm. your boundaries. So you really have to work on identifying and honoring your core values, your, your beliefs and your boundaries. That's a key one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so looking at creating a more positive mental attitude, whether that's using what I call attitude of gratitude, which is a negative thought, you switch it out for a positive thought as soon as you realize you've had a negative thought. Okay, you use positive affirmations, you use things like vision boards, self support, you get your friends to pick. Just lost you there. Sorry, Emma, just lost you there. You said you get your friends to. Right, see, so you'd get your friends to, you know, you'd say to your friends, colleagues, partner, whatever, you know, if I'm, when I say this negative comment, um, can you pick me to say, it slipped out again, you know, so that somebody is actually actively helping you recognize what your thought process is and what is leading to the words that you're saying. Because frequently realize, you know, because we say things or we think things so frequently, breaking that pattern of negative dialogue is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so things like honest and open dialogue with yourself on a regular basis will help that person be present with their true selves. So you're being present with the inner eye, with no distractions, because that's one of the major problems today. People don't like being present with themselves. If they've spare couple of minutes, 
they're on the phone checking the email or media or they're ringing somebody up or they're turning the TV on or they're listening to some music. People can't just sit quietly and be present with themselves with no distractions. They find it very uncomfortable. And generally what that indicates is that they are not comfortable with their true self. Mm-hmm. So they need to, you know, spend periods of time, starting with short periods of time, where they can actually, you know, just sit and be quiet, hang out with themselves and get comfortable and be able to listen to the communication from your, your conscious and your unconscious mind. Yeah. So you want to also things like creating good support network systems with friends, family members that will, you know, by talking about things that oftentimes helps reduce the level of worry and anxiety, you know, be more comfortable um, in your ability to communicate your feelings in an appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. Um, using, you know, self-expression techniques, so journaling, drawing, singing, practice mindfulness, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be sitting and omin, it could be Tai Chi, it could be certain types of yoga. So there's lots, you know, there's lots of things that you can do. I do use flower essences a lot with people um, because it helps to passively move them forward. What's a, what's a flower essence? So I use mixers that I have a lady mix up. We sell them on Holistics Online, and there's descriptions of what they're used for. But in regards to the stomach, um, the ones that I'd use for the stomach um, would be confident, um, courageous, um, relaxed, and decisive. They're the the primary four mixers that I would utilize um, in regards to people that are frequently anxious and worrying. Confident, curious, relaxed, and decisive. Okay, I have to yeah. look into these because I haven't seen flower essences before. So everything else that you're talking about there, Emma, I we actually use with our clients, and I think you're bang on the money. I mean, I mean, I just, it's just around the core values. People don't. I do this. I do these um, things with our clients, which is the free showing up words, and their and their four um, four words um well, they, uh, no sure uh core values and then their four showing up words and then obviously affirmations you said before qigong tai chi lots of journaling discovery walks all things i think that yeah. huge mm-hmm. um and we haven't gone into a few other organs yet but i've they might show their uh, express their pain differently but i think for all the organs this work is incredibly important yeah yeah, I mean, ultimately, I've just kind of run you through the stomach and a little bit on the pancreas, but it's, you know, um, yeah, it's a massive area and it's a, um, it gives massive insight for people to empower themselves, to be aware of the patterns um, and to be able to change things. So understanding how the organs express the emotions and how that can affect you physically Mm-hmm. Um, mentally and emotionally it's huge i mean if people want to read more into this the work of louise hay is always a good place to start for example um but there, there's lots of um 
different thought process out there. So in Chinese medicine, they have associations with emotions and organs. Mm-hmm. Mine are slightly different to the Chinese medicine approach. In, in, um, what, in what way? I mean, for example, they talk a lot about the liver holding your anger. Whenever I see people, for example, when people detox, they detox too hard, healing crisis, or even if they're just detoxing, they can always say to people, Tell your spouse or your family, look, I might be a bit of an irritable bastard or, or a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I might, um, and it is, and sometimes it'd be for no reason because these toxins are coming out physically and mentally, emotionally as well. And just bef- yeah. before you said my whole healing crisis, you know, my whole health issue I had years ago, um, my best friend died and it pushed my body into a chemical and emotional response. And my skin, which was quite bad, went over the top and I had cysts and keloid scarring. And it was just because I was so angry. I mean, it was so a lot coming out. And obviously, I was having a very toxic diet at the time as well. But add it all up, it was just like a chemical shitstorm. Um, but like when you're doing these things, so for example, when people are going through these detoxification processes or are getting healthier, these these um, emotions will come out. And as I said before, like, the, the Chinese always talk about the liver holding anger. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the liver definitely is anger and envy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the positive of that is kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, from my, from how I look at it, the liver represents the concerns of uh, our deeper self, our inner being, um, our self awareness. Okay. Um, so it's it comes into a lot of this is to do with your personal intrinsic value, your inner eye, and how connected you are. So, you know, an individual, an individual will create and build up the personality. And that is kind of part of what your innermost self is. So your inner eye is what evaluates, thinks, decides, makes plans without challenging or positioning itself in relation to others or society. So it's how you, how well, how strong you feel in yourself. So many people avoid this meeting of self, as we've just talked about. Um, for as long as possible, and they'll follow, if you like, the pre-approved and established social codes. Which I like that, have... pre-approved, established social code. I like that. Yeah, but there you go. That just came out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Which, with that, it's, it makes it very challenging for that individual to reveal and truly accept and be themselves. So what you'll have is problems arise when, basically, as we talked about earlier, that social appearance unconsciously stifles the inner I, the inner self. And then you'll get anger and envy building up at themselves and at others when they're not following and allowing that inner self to be present. Mm. And they often they often kind of um, live in the past as well. So the liver remembers um, so it holds on to memories of ele- every element that goes into building the identity, your relationships, your emotions, successes, deaths, failures, illnesses, etc., right from birth to present moment. Um, and they don't do very well with moving forwards. They don't do well with change. Okay. okay. So they, they so tend people to have live- issues with the liver don't do well with those things. Well, no, it's if, if there's stuff going on in the liver, whether it's from a physical perspective or whether it's because they're holding on to anger right. from mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. this is why they tend to live in the past. Right. Um, so, and the thing with that is because it's familiar, i.e. what's happened is familiar, 
it gives them a level of reassurance and certainty because they don't like change either. Mm -hmm. They don't like not knowing what's going to happen. So these people are the ones that um, will hang on to somebody that's said something negative to them in the past. And, you, you know, if you got the two individuals together and asked them about that event, the person that's holding on to the anger will be very crystal clear on what happened mm -hmm. and there will be a lot of blame Mm -hmm. placed elsewhere apart from themselves but the other person you'll they'll probably not even remember the event because yeah. they, you know didn't they were affected them. by it mm -hmm. they didn't realize that they'd said something that had created a trauma for that other person they've just moved on with their life they're not having any problems with it but the person that's holding on to it that's constantly thinking about what was said or what was done to them in the past is holding on to this negative emotion this anger mm -hmm. um that then is perpetually um, creating an imbalance in the function of the liver, the energy, the energy flow through the liver. So I used to be like that. Yeah, there's a lot of work on on getting through that. It's fine that you yeah. had to let go of. It's really important. I've worked with more, uh, not a lot of. Yeah. So I'll start that sentence again. I've worked with many people that have got issues with the liver, whether it be fatty liver issues, whether mm. it be hepatitis, uh, whether it just be classic detox issues, whether it's phase one, phase two, etc. And you can pretty much guarantee there is always an element at some point in their life of something that they're holding on to that they have not resolved or let go of that is helping to manifest whatever that physical problem is that they're experiencing with their liver mm -hmm. time and time again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's... Well, it comes down to, my, my personal, I mean, being, being, when I was younger, this is from a personal experience, so I used to, one of my core values, my three showing up, uh, one of my three words, I have optimism, honour and passion. And um, honour is something really big for me, loyalty and people like doing things and always, always think about how things would affect others when I did stuff. And so mm -hmm. when people did stuff that disrespected me or did stuff that I thought was, yeah, this... Just really like how can you how can you take it to someone that you like or someone you love? It would really really affect me. As in like I'd be like, what? Why would you say that? Or you know, it would be something that I'd really hold on to and be like, yeah, you must have meant meant that. Whereas they didn't think anything of it. And as I um, got older and as I've gone through my healing and etc., it's something that it's so different. I'm literally like night and day now. People can say stuff; it just goes over my head. Or even when I, as a young healer because um, I was young getting into it I was really passionate I wanted to tell everyone about it if someone would say uh, that's wrong or whatever I'd want to really express why they were wrong and, and make, probably make them feel a bit silly and now it's just like okay cool you're not ready for the, yeah. the, the it's very very different and it, and it would feel like a completely different person around it and it just realises the other thing you realise is you know no one no, like, as you said before they've forgotten about it they're not even holding on to it it's just it's not all about you sort of thing they're, the half the things that they're saying isn't about you it's a reflection of them and you just realize that people generally are just a bit shit like i used to be like if you turn up late why are you late that's disrespectful and now i'm just like well people are just shit um and you know it's just a different way of looking at things yeah it's not that people are shit it's that they've got different values yeah i didn't mean you? yeah yeah sorry yeah but During, I mean, it's, what, what i mean the, is yeah i didn't mean that people were shit because i love people i mean like I mean, like it's, yeah, it, different values. Something might have happened, or people just like it's. It's like well, only person is going to get wound up by you, or the only person that's going to suffer. Exactly. Is you. There you go. Yeah. The only person that's going to suffer yeah. is you, yeah. because it's 
you are creating that response in your body yeah. by having that reaction to somebody else's behavior. Yeah. Their behavior is an expression of where they're at. You don't you don't need to take on their energy or mm. their their you know whatever it is that they're presenting that's your choice you can choose whether somebody has the power over you to make you feel happy or sad angry upset frustrated it's your choice mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. and it was saying that for a long time i reckon till i was about 23 i mean i'm 33 now for 10 years it's, it's so much so much not i mean it's so much nicer yeah <laughs> like, not okay yeah. you're just like okay whatever or someone's a bit late all right not a problem it's what's the what's the big yeah. deal and like because you feel like it's because like, your values are there it's like well, they're your values and, and that's not yeah. what other people are and so just just take that but it's hard because you feel like but it's like i can't remember what book it is out there but was it the four different ways of love or something some people express love by like Oh, I know which one you mean. You know, yeah. Like, yeah some people for like, agreements. Yeah, it's like someone expressed love by like buying stuff for someone, or someone else likes it yeah. from 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 like kissing or so. And if you always judge your partner's affection on the way you want your affection, then it can lead to disagreements, etc. Or does that make exactly. sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, this is why you need to know what your own values are, and then you need to know what your partner's values are, yeah. and your friends, in order to be yeah. able to understand each other. And be able to communicate about that because you'll always, um, you'll never meet halfway all the time, i.e. Mm. having understanding where the other person's coming from because you you will have, to a degree, different values. There'll be a lot in keeping. If you've chosen to be with somebody as a partner, there'll be many values in in line with each other. Yep. But there'll be different aspects to those. And it's it always comes down to being respectful of the other person's opinion um what their beliefs are it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them it just means that you have to be open to their viewpoint and their beliefs and that's across the board whether it's their religious beliefs whatever it is ultimately it's being respectful that they are their beliefs and that's where we're at and that we've probably got different values Mm -hmm. and you know ultimately we will migrate to people with similar values and we'll move away from people with that have got values very different to us. Yeah. It's just like even like the under, your underlying values could be the same, and maybe it's just like a few things. That, for example, say me and you were in a relationship, and and every time you did something that um, I felt I, I really want to show my love for you, and and I show my love by as I said before by buying you something nice, but you don't feel mm-hmm. love that way. You feel love by being told that you're appreciated. You know, if you yeah, communicate, or, yeah, um, it could be contact. A lot yeah, yeah, of people, con- yeah, touch, 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 and feel, yeah. yeah. And so it could be. I mean, this, this, I think there's four major ways, but um, I can't remember what the book is. I try and remember it, but um, but but I do this thing with our um, guys and girls in our course. Um, you probably do something similar. I do things with um, the relationships and um, expectations and agreements as well. Because if you expect yeah. someone to do <laughs> something and they don't do it, you get the ump. Well, you haven't really got any justification any grounds because you just expect them but if you have an agreement they don't do something then that's some that's some sort of grounds to have something like a discussion on Um, it's creating clear understanding because with expectations you are going to be disappointed mm -hmm. because expectations are in your head and if it's not something that's being communicated and mm -hmm. agreed upon by the other person 
how the hell are they supposed to know what your expectation is? Exactly, exactly. And and it's like, but you didn't do this. Well, did you ask me? No, but you should just know. No, <laughs> that's 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 like, it's like I'm not clairvoyant. Um, I mean, some people say they are, and fair enough. But <laughs> I mean, most people aren't. And um, I think it's really important for people. I mean, we've gone a little bit off. I mean, it's the only thing is, you say it off topic. It's not. It's all part of the same conversation, really, because these are all things that can manifest as as negative yeah. energy, right? And they can affect mm-hmm. people's health. Yeah, because ultimately, if you're in a relationship and you are anxious about that relationship because you you don't feel that you're getting on, that you're not on the same wavelength, then that is going to create physical manifestations in you, which is just going to add to your worry and your concern. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And so, when 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 these things, so that was liver. Um, how would that manifest in someone physically? Is that, would it would it would that be the skin? would come out there oh that could be also that could be headaches are a common one um feeling fatigued um congested mucous membranes so oftentimes because of the toxins and things you get irritated mucous membranes and that will lead to more likely like sinus infections bronchial congestion um detoxification issues so with women as an example um coming up to their part of the cycle where they will bleed from the menstrual cycle they can have painful or tender breasts which is an indication that the liver is not able to detox the hormones out mm. you can get intellectual fatigue so obviously um if you're not able to clear the toxins um out that can obviously affect your overall cognition memory function etc bad breath um bad smells from the body kind of more pungent um, unpleasant smells, that kind of thing, um, as well as like a pain um, um, underneath the right side of the rib cage, but also you get um, you get the right shoulder again with the liver, but you can get right and left shoulder. It's more the right shoulder um, with the liver, um, where you can get that um, neurological pathway that. Um, pain manifestation that can come and go for example okay when do, when do you get issues with the right side of the uh, sorry, left side of the stomach left left side of the the stomach mm-hmm. you just said yeah. do you mean left left shoulder no left side of the so you said right side of the stomach quite a lot there for this for for issues um for the liver, liver no it's the the right side of the rib cage, rib cage sorry 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 i meant left side of the rib cage the right so yeah, that, that's why I got a bit confused when you said the right side. Sorry, of sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, no, no worries. So that's more uh, spleen and pancreas. Right. Okay. Yeah. Spleen and pancreas that, that can manifest um, towards the left side and like around the lib- rib cage um, area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Spleen. A lot of people have um, yeah spleen issues, right? <clears throat> they can do yeah it is um the spleen can manifest but i would say pancreas is more likely to be a problem over yep. spleen but it depends what's going on in their immune system mm-hmm. um so like if they've got a lot of pathogen load for example yes spleen can definitely show up because the immune system can be overwhelmed right and so the biggest i mean we talk we could be here all day talking about different ones but, and it really oh, it, we could be honestly yeah. um the course that i teach um the um, messages from within which is the one related to the emotions and the organs mm-hmm. um that's the full day course yeah uh, a four day I mean, a four day course 
No, one day. Oh, four, a full day course. Sorry, it's just yeah. your, your northern accent has got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, no, so one of the ones I just wanted to touch on quick because it's a really big one, um, Emma, uh, is, I mean, going to heart and anything else, but skin, you know, because it's something that shows up on a lot of people and especially for women. I know it was like for me having keloids, having acne chest and it takes away your confidence. It can be really, really, um, yeah, it can be it can be awful for for confidence and for social socially and even trying to find a partner, not thinking that you're enough, you know, body images, etc. Where where would um, that manifest organ wise, and what would be the main reasons for that? Right. I mean, well, okay. So the skin is an organ. Um, sorry, it's the largest of, largest organ. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So with the with the gut. Yeah. Um, if you've got problems going on in the gut, um, so that could be a myriad of different things, it often expresses itself in the skin. So whether it be eczema, psoriasis, rashes, mm-hmm. etc., um, you've definitely always got to look at the gut and the gut function. Mm-hmm. But the actual related emotions to the skin is mm-hmm. shyness and hiding the, the self. So um skin people basically are in hiding from others and to a degree from themselves um so it's they would like it's kind of like they want to they want to hide their unhappiness the failures the health etc any anything that they're not happy about so it's it's almost like the the skin is trying to make you come out of your shell kind of thing to to get you to be more open to what it is that they're not happy with um, because the, the the skin people basically, when things are expressing itself on the skin, they don't want to be ex- exposed, but the skin reflects everything that they're feeling. Right. Got yeah. So it's almost like um, it's almost like what's that uh, with Jim Carrey? The mask. When he puts the mask on, and the the, the, in, the person you are inside comes out. It's sort of like reflecting that. Yeah. It's, it's a way of feeling. Yeah, hundred percent. I know. Yeah, it's having been through it myself as a, as a youngster say youngster 17 to 22 had really really bad skin issues i can definitely relate to that like not sort of showing who you are or like yeah like, you said before as well about the gut about how you're sort of like wearing a mask the whole time it's sort of like but they both sort of play into each other oh yeah ultimately with the skin as i say it's, it's generally the skin is the expression of what's happening in the gut mm-hmm. um but it's almost like the body is going okay you're unhappy you're hiding we're not going to let you it's kind of it's we are going to um reflect everything that you're feeling almost right Right. Um, so and remember what can affect with the gut basically you've got lots of um when we're talking about the gut we're talking about the stomach the large intestines the small intestines the accessory organs that go with that so the liver the gallbladder the pancreas so you're pretty much looking at the entire digestive system when there is a manifestation on the skin generally you're looking at as i say lots you know other deep-seated possibilities there whether it's a functional problem you know you've got SIBO we talked about last time in the small intestines and for example, the small intestines, the the emotion related to the small intestine is impatience. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's you, you've got to look at you know the deeper seated stuff. So skin stuff is right. There's more underlying causes that we need to look at 
that the skin, when it's manifesting and expressing itself, the skin basically is just going, okay, we're going to reflect everything that you feel out. So are you going to do something about what's happening inside? That's where all the work that we talked about earlier comes into play, yes. right? You got it. <laughs> and this is why it's it's almost like, as you say about everything, it's almost like um, the way you heal anything is the way you heal everything with a few subtle differences. Yes, there are a few things that you need to do differently for certain organs, etc. But when it comes to it, you know, it's, it's your genetic weakness um, that gets exposed. You say like your, it's like your genetic predisposition to disease plus chronic uh, modern lifestyle equals chronic illness. So whatever all these issues that are going on inside, where, where they manifest is ultimately your weakness a lot of the time. But taking care of the internal side of things, obviously internal health physically and also mentally, emotionally, is just huge. Yeah, it's definitely you have to take care of your emotional self, mm -hmm. your mental self, your spiritual self and your physical self. Yep. Today, people will focus on the physical because it's tangible it's something that they can see that they can feel that mm -hmm. they can touch whereas the emotions as we were talking about earlier oftentimes people will bury them and pretend that they're not a problem they'll distract themselves from them so you you've got to you know look at all aspects disease processes or most disease processes take 15 to 20 years to develop mm -hmm. so symptoms are one of the last stages of a disease process so if you've already got symptoms in the body the body's fundamental metabolic control systems have been out of balance for some time and they are demanding attention so when we're talking about you know genetics so your genotype you're born with a unique blueprint that is your genotype but pretty much your phenotype, that's basically how you think, how you move, what you choose to eat, what you're exposed to, toxin-wise, etc., experience, etc. That will determine the expression of that blueprint, i.e. the genetic blueprint, and that's known as your phenotype. So the expression is your phenotype. Genetic your genes yes you're born with them but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to affect you because what you do on a day-to-day -day basis is what determines what you experience mm -hmm. so in most cases disease results when when an individual elects a lifestyle or a diet that alters the expression of the genes in such a way that the weakness or uniqueness of their inheritance factors results in a phenotype that we will cause call a disease. And what most people don't realize is that 75% of an individual's health after the age 40 is dependent upon what that person has done to his or her genes, i.e. the phenotype, what you have chosen to eat, how you sleep, how you move, da -da. it's not down to the genes themselves. The genes will only express themselves if they are triggered by appropriate choices or inappropriate choices that you have been making on a day-to-day -day basis for a period of time. Hence why it can, you know, it takes 15, 20 years for a disease, not a dis-ease in the body, i.e. it's uncomfortable, but a disease such as heart disease, diabetes, cancer, etc. It will 
it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Okay. And, you know, people need to be more aware about the, the tells that the body gives you, I, hence why the class is called the tells of dis-ease. And with that one, we look at the different signs, um, whether it be facial, whether it be on the nails, the tongue, the skin, you know, we look at the different expressions where the body's basically going, I'm not happy. So for just as a quick example, a lot of people experience muscle cramps. Um, they can't, you know, if they hold the hand still, the hand's got a little bit of tremor to it. People, you know, people can suffer from uh, an eye that's twitching and it won't seem to stop the tongue tremors. Um, craving things like chocolate, for example. These are all indications that there's a problem with their magnesium levels in the body. So it might be that they're insufficient or it could even be that they're to the point of being deficient. Mm -hmm. So if people are feeling fatigued, for example, if they're losing their appetite, if they're irritable, if they've got insomnia, um, if they're getting the muscle tremors and the cramps and things like that, these are all things that are associated with magnesium insufficiency problems. So you've got to look at things like, well, what are they eating? Are they eating foods that are high in magnesium? So you fish, you meat, you seafoods, things like almonds, cashews, apples, apricots, avocados, brown rice, um, different seaweeds like dulse, um, your green leafy vegetables, your black-eyed peas, your garlics. So you need to look at, you know, they need to look at the diet. Are they eating foods that are giving them an appropriate level of magnesium or are they not they can also look at different magnesium supplements as well to take to up those levels you know so it's the body's always giving you signs and symptoms another really common one for example is uh, keratosis pilaris and that's um okay i've got to try and describe this now hang on um <laughs> right on <laughs> just thought about that it's um it's like having chicken skin. You know when you get a raw chicken, it's like mm. having that bubbly chicken mm -hmm. skin. Yeah. On the, it tends to be on the back of the upper arm. It's like a bit of a ready. It's like a ready sort of yeah, and it's like a, it's like it's almost like a skin that's been like a scabby, dehydrated sort of part. No, not scabby. It's, not scabby. Um, it's, it's scabby. Like raised bumps. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, how do, I don't know how to raised describe bumps. it best. Yeah, okay, not scabby. Yeah. Make raised bumps in. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. um, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it's a really common um, genetic follicular mm -hmm. disease. So it's not a problem. It's not detrimental to your health, etc. Um, it's just rough, rough bumps that kind of look like chicken skin. And it primarily appears on the back and the outer sides of your upper arms. Mm -hmm. It can also occur on your thighs and your buttocks. Basically anywhere, any part of the body, but your your arms, your upper back of your arms is the most common place. But you'd never get it on the palms or the soles, um, palms of your hands, soles of your feet. But the main causative factor of that is that you don't have the appropriate fatty acid levels, yeah, specifically vitamin yeah. A. Yeah. So it's, it's a really easy fix. Yeah. That I mean, It can also indicate that this might be some thyroid uh, underactive thyroid issues it, it can link into that as well but you know ultimately just yeah. increase your essential fatty acids with your oily fish your apricots your butter your vitamin a you know like carrots vitamin a mm -hmm. um your fish liver oils like your cardi salmon your halibut again green leafy vegetables egg yolks that kind of thing what happens if people are vegan 
It's yeah, it's a bit of a problem because ultimately you're probably not going to get the right levels in. There's obviously um, different oils that you can use um, that have the appropriate levels of EPA and DH, DHA mm-hmm. in them um, yeah, okay. that are more um, uh, like oh, the name has just gone. I want to say krill and it's not krill. Uh, um... <laughs> We doing it's like uh, a seaweed, and I can't remember the name. Sorry. Uh, kelp? No. Um, no. Cr- oh, like a seaweed. Basically, they, they could eat more sea vegetables that would help, and they yeah, could obviously sea vegetables. Things, yeah, they could obviously up things like your green leafy vegetables and your carrots. Um, mint. Uh, mint's got quite a decent level in. So um, there, there are ways and means around it, but it's not. Did you say mint? Optimal. Yeah. Well, good for vegan mints. <laughs> No, no, mint. mint. Oh, mint. <laughs> mint, yeah. So me and your normal accent, we need to get this properly. That I tell you what, I'm <laughs> joking. Um, mint, yeah, mints, uh, mints, mints. I'm doing that. Mint, it's yeah. good. Now, that's, yeah, hundred percent. So these these things are yeah nutritionally. Um, well, this is why it comes to having like a, a well-rounded diet or having like a rotation diet. We always talk about something I do. I'm sure you do with your guys and girls as well, like. Um, women and men um we say people eat eat about 10 to 12 foods even though there's thousands of foods out there yeah when you start <laughs> getting rotating foods properly and they get they get a whole different like obviously your body stops but your body starts to make all these different enzymes as well when it has different foods it has to break down that it just switches yeah. off otherwise so having different foods in your in your body and trying different things and people have issues and you go all right well you you basically destroyed your response to that food let's go to an asian market and pick up some different fruits and see how it deals with that um different things so yeah, but with that, you've got to be careful when you're introducing new foods because, as you know, as you've just said, yeah, your body's not going to waste energy on producing loads of enzymes that mm-hmm. it doesn't need to use to break down the food. So when you do introduce new foods, people can oftentimes make the mistake that they're having a, a negative response to that food when actually it's the digestive system that's going, oh, I've not quite got what I need to digest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A few more times. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. like um, you go through a process before that. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah. It's, um, but it's just saying that's it's like uh, – but people will say before, they, they just get stuck in patterns of chicken – Broccoli, oh, course, potato, yeah. chicken, broccoli, yeah. potato, or Definitely. or yeah, like bodybuilders are really bad for it, or athletes are really bad for it. Just have the same stuff over and over again, and you know it's um it's something that can go on. But what you were saying there about phenotype and about expressing the genes, it's uh, it's something that I've got in my book coming out. I'm sure you've read it loads of times. The epigenetics, which tells us you know mm-hmm. Dr. Bruce Lipton talking about the, the, the genes um, and the cellular genes and the nucleus and. How you know it doesn't matter what you can have the genes for for breast cancer, but if you live a certain way, you'll never express them. Um, yeah, exactly. And so the that's, women that's women going around. That's what yeah. is known as your phenotype. It's, yeah, it's how you choose to live on a day to day basis, which ultimately will create the opportunity for the expression of the polymorphism, or it won't be expressed. Well, as a, as a woman, made the right choices. Yeah, as a woman though, Emma, seeing women going around and cutting their breasts off in sort of like. It's just preemptive strike to this doesn't it make you like yep. sad i'd use a stronger word than that but we'll go with sad yes mm, yeah exactly <laughs> and I'm, i mean people i mean women sometimes you know if you in today's in today it's, it's quite funny because it they've got it more in america and uh, in canada than they have over here but it's sort of this thing where men are sort of um getting uh 
almost attacked in some ways because of you know strong female movement and where the females almost become more like men because there's so many beta males out there these days they don't understand uh, it's almost like we've lost a little bit of our understanding of what the masculine and feminine and are you know women aren't meant to be like men they're meant to be everything that men aren't and vice versa it's why team teamwork makes a dream work is what i say but um you know for from that sort of perspective of of um, getting the breast cut off and doing things like that, you know, as a as a man, sometimes I've I've put stuff up about this, and I've had feminist groups attack me. You can't say that you're a man. It's like, well, I'm sure you're probably going to see a male gynecologist at some point. You know, it's like it's because you have opinions on this, and I think that having your breast cut off in preemptive strike to cancer is ignorance. I mean, ignorant. It's barbaric. It's just ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't use words such as ignorance and barbaric because there's a lot of fear that's associated with that and there's a lot of fear mongering within the medical community um so it's do you think it's barbaric having it's the limited off? it's limited knowledge based around uh reactive fear okay so i don't i don't agree with it and i think that they need to be given all the information so that they can make their own decision that's not based around fear it's based around facts i'm not talking i'm not talking sorry sorry yeah i may put put this the right the right way um i wasn't talking um i wasn't calling the women that do it ignorant um i'm talking about the 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 advice they've got uh is ignorant Mm -hmm. from people that should know a lot better i would never say um yeah that about a patient because generally they're they're going to people they think they're experts and they're I, i did the same thing um and yeah so maybe sorry maybe i did come across wrong i wasn't talking about the females getting it done it's the same way i mean once a week probably twice a week now i've got ladies coming to me um asking me about their breast implants and it's got mm-hmm. very very big and I'm, I'm sure you have and I had an 18 year old one of my clients 18 year old had them put in for um she was part of the bodybuilding sort of um yeah yeah and it's like surrounded by women that have got them in and looking for that perfect body 11 months later, she's had them out. She started to get really, really bad issues after about four months. Yeah, it it's very, very common. And people don't realize that mm-hmm. they're having a reaction to them or what's in them or surrounding the actual implants. Um, and it's, yeah, it can be quite problematic because they don't actually identify that they, you know, the implants are the cause de facto. 100%. And, uh, and it's just like what she showed me the pictures of what the, um, the the cell um what they call it the um that comes around it forms around it it's not a membrane is it a membrane but, um, yeah but the you get a lot of scar tissue as well yeah um but it's only problematic. only in 11 months though like anyway, she wasn't, oh. it wasn't even in for yeah. like long and uh i was saying to people they don't i mean they don't understand um the, all the different symptoms of these when they rupture about you knowing i think it was like 85 percent of them rupture about you knowing and they can move and mm-hmm. the silicone they, they found silicone in this um snowball fluid of the spine i think paul yep. had someone had 700 percent the like the what they, they should find in in the in the in the spine and um well what what a gig they got as well i think it's like three four thousand to put them in it's like five thousand to take them out <laughs> so um but this is what yeah. i'm just I was talking mm-hmm. about um all these sort of things as well you're putting that in your body that's gonna that's gonna change your expression of your genes correct it, it could well do remember everybody's different yeah, right. it could well to what do. they'll respond yeah. to um you know it's like the you'll get somebody that smokes 
60 cigarettes a day, yeah, drink like a fish every day, and they live until they're 100 and odd. And then you get somebody that's clean living, exercises regularly, eats decent food, and has a heart attack at 60. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, you, you've always got, um, yeah, yeah. you know, how things respond to people is it's it's always very different. Yeah, uh, it's your constitution, I suppose. But it's like, uh, out of all the people, that's the argument, isn't it? They say, like, um, well, two things, which is funny, which they say, uh, say they, this, this day, um, oh, you know, um, well, you're going you're gonna to die one day. Yeah, well, hopefully not today. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, the other one is, um, well, I know someone who lived until a hundred and they smoked this many. It's like cool. Yeah, you know, one person. They, they how many? How many hundreds of thousands? And, yeah, yeah, their well, living didn't trigger their problems. Yeah, well, how many that, other people just, do you know who didn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but I mean, it's like with um, just um, with heart disease, for example, when a person has a heart attack, that's generally the first sign that there is a problem with the heart when the person has the heart attack that's generally the first indication that there's a problem mm-hmm. okay i.e that people will take notice of let's put it that way but there's a really easy um tell that you can look for i don't want to freak anybody out that's listening can i can i can i just ask this is this the crease in your earlobe it is okay. So that the diagonal crease on the earlobe. So if you go and basically have a look in the mirror, um, basically means that you're more susceptible to cardiovascular disease. And there's over thirty studies that show that the diagonal crease across the earlobe is a highly accurate sign of increased risk of heart attack. So typically, the presence of a crease across one earlobe, e- either ear. Yeah, either ear. So basically, if you've got a crease on one earlobe, there's an associated increase of 33% in the risk of a heart attack. And if you have a crease on both ears, that takes that risk up to 70, 77%. Okay. Yeah, that's high. Now, the reason that that happens is because it's circulatory problems. It's a chronic circulatory issue because that causes the blood vessels in the fleshy part of the earlobe to collapse. So this then causes swelling in the tissue, which then creates the crease in the earlobe. Okay, so pretty much a diagonal earlobe crease is more ac- it's a more accurate predictor of sudden death from heart attack than age, smoking, weight, high cholesterol and all other lifestyle factors. I mean, it's that's. I mean, that's and that's awesome to be able to say that. But I mean, I I think it's yeah, it's a brilliant thing for people to go and check it. So I haven't interviewed um, a couple of uh, really good um, cardiologists in Dr. Joel Kahn and uh, Dr. Wilson um, talking about you know a lot of these heart attacks. People go out, they just don't come back. You don't see them anymore. They just don't know. Yeah. And uh, 50% of them, you know, it's the first sign, as you said. That's like, what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's the yeah, most this, common yeah, this, first yeah. indicator that a person knows they've got a, a problem. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy 100%. when ultimately the medical community, as well as the more alternative, allopathic, uh, um, alternative, whatever you want to call us, mm-hmm. that is a recognized indication of a problem within the circulatory system mm-hmm. and that you have increased risk factors for a heart attack. So and it's something that you can check yourself. Now, one thing I do want to say 
is females or males actually that wear earrings Mm -hmm. if you constantly wear earrings that can also create a diagonal crease on your earlobe and especially the heavy earrings you know the dangly type that drop down Mm -hmm. that can also create a problem and an effect and swelling within that tissue so it's only a um diagonal crease or is it any crease? Yeah, it's a, it's a diagonal crease that goes towards the um, bottom of the lobe, the, from the earlobe towards the back um, of the ear. The ear channel. No, it doesn't go backwards, it goes right. anterior. Right, it got you. The, an- the crease comes forwards. Right, got you. So it's from the outside of bottom the lobe. Bottom to top, yeah. Fr- from the outside of the lobe coming in to the, you know, if you pressed on your ear, the bony bit that's mm-hmm. attached to your head? Mm hmm. Got you. Got that's, you. that's your crease there. So, so I mean, that's awesome. And if you and if people have got that, then you know it's time to be looking at your mental emotional state and also your your nutritional your nutritional choices. But, well, if 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 they haven't had a checkup from the doctor, it's mm. time to go and have a checkup at the doctors. If they do notice <laughs> um, that they have got creases on their ears and it's not from wearing earrings, etc. Um, then no, I would suggest that they go and get a checkup at the doctors um, so that they know exactly where What's they're at on. and then yep. and make appropriate lifestyle changes mm-hmm. in accordance with what is appropriate for them. And that is not taking out all good quality saturated fats. Well, this is this is the thing. If you go and see a doctor, there was uh, this is why I <laughs> I get what you're saying. The responsibility. Go and see your practitioner. Go and see your your doctor. But yeah, I, I'd I, I'd say guidance. yeah, I'd say go and see Doctor Wolfson or go and see Doctor Joel Khan because or talk to them or someone because most doctors will will say you know too much cholesterol, too much saturated fat, which is uh, yeah, I, I I disagree with that completely. But yeah, and so um, interesting. Uh, the other one, Emma, is you see a lot of people on TV, a lot of celebrities, etc., with uh, what we call a liver line. Do you agree with this? Uh, just describe what you mean by a liver line. Uh, also on their face, going from in between the eyebrows. Oh, okay. Right, so you're talking about the essential crease line? Yeah. Um, between the eyebrows coming from the forehead down to the nose yeah, down to the nose yes okay right that's it's what we call a dagger or a fall a fallen sword um that's all to do with anger mm-hmm. so you know we were talking about the liver earlier that's yep. what's called the liver line yep. uh, and basically it's from from Face reading, um, it's associated with um, unresolved anger issues, etc. Um, because on the face map, so pretty much on your face, you've got um, different areas that are representative um, of, <laughs> it's where the organs can express themselves on the face. Okay. All right. So the liver area is between the eyebrows. Above that, um, it goes into the small intestines. Above that, it goes into the large intestines. So that's the top of the forehead. And then above that is the bladder. So the liver line um, is, in Chinese medicine, is associated with unresolved anger. You must have a lot of fun on your course. 
<laughs> oh, it's yeah. The obviously that one is that's the facial tells of yeah. disease in regards to the actual face reading size. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can re- you can look at somebody's whether they've got purpose. You can look at whether they're more of an intellectual, whether they're more of an emotional thinker. Um, whether the we've got rivers and mountains, there's lots of different things to look at on the face, um, the bone structure, etc. But with the the facial map in regards to the organs, we were talking about the heart. So the tip of the nose mm-hmm. is representative of heart, the heart. So if you've got a red tip on mm-hmm. your nose, the mm-hmm. end of your nose, that basically that's the heart going, there's some inflammation, there's some problems with related into the heart. You know, think about what else is um, possibly manifesting, what else can be a problem. You know, so like we've already got the ear crease. Um, we've said now about on the tip of the nose, that's representative of the heart. If you look at the lunar, okay, um, the lunar is the little moon shape thing on your nails at the bottom of your nails yep all right so it should be white yep if it's more of a red color mm-hmm. all right so it's not a pink it's a red that also is indicative of cardiovascular disease for so what, example is that is that on all of them or is that just on some of them it could just be on some of them okay yeah generally if you have got an ongoing cardiovascular issue you will it will be on most of them but it could just be on a few of them Okay, so like in um, the pancreas is another good one on the facial map. So the the fa- um, this is from the tells of disease course, mm-hmm. but the pan the pancreas is indicated across the top of the nose, the bridge of the nose. Mm-hmm. So it should be in keeping, you know, nice normal pinky skin color in keeping with the rest of your face. However, if it's a lighter color, it's a paler color, that's showing that the pancreas isn't too happy and that's basically indicating um, blood sugar issues and it will tend to be blood sugar imbalance issues mm-hmm. okay cool all right really interesting um stomach we've talked about stomach so we might as well do stomach on the, the facial map <laughs> and not? that's in between the pancreas and the heart so it's the middle of the nose okay so oftentimes people will have quite um it could be pale, it could be red, it could be motley, but ultimately it's telling you that there's an issue with the stomach. So it could be, for example, if it's more pale, it's more likely to be underproduction of hydrochloric acid. Um, if it's motley, it's more uh, likely to be that there's some kind of infl- inflammation going on in your stomach. So that could be that you've got a H. pylori infection, it could be that you've got ulcers, or that you've been using a lot of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, for example. All right. So this, you know, the different areas are representative of uh, different organs, and it's a, it gives you a very keen insight into what's currently going on in a person. So, like the the stomach is also represented um, with the top lip, not the bottom lip, the top lip. Um, so again, you know, you've got you can look at the top lip to see if it is um, a different colour. So if it's paler, if it's you know, as I said, more if it's bright red, if it's more mottly, um, that gives you indications. Whereas the small intestines is the middle of the bottom lip, and the large intestines is the outer side of the bottom lip. So again, the again, last, the last one was the last one. The the the, lip? the large intestines is the outer side of the bottom lip. The small intestines is the middle of the bottom lip. Okay. 
right so that as i say it's, it's fascinating stuff and we could talk for hours and yeah hours yeah yeah and so hours, and we will do kind of no no it's awesome it's just great to uh just to get people a little bit of knowledge on it just so they can understand that that there's lots going on this if you if you if, if you've even helped one person go oh you know my earlobe there i better go and get it sorted out or you know i've got something going on with my liver a lot of anger going there i mean it's it's awesome to talk about these things um yeah because because it's you said before that it's just a way you can even if it's just it's prevention right it's just it or getting people to go and have a look at themselves and so it's and it's easy it's, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't cost thousands of pounds. <laughs> no, this is this is about um, being aware of what is happening within your body, so that you have um, com- you are listening and open to the communication that your body is giving you in regards to the signs it's presenting. If you are completely unaware, distracted from yourself. All these little symptoms that keep getting um, shown to you, you keep missing them. 15 to 20 years down the line, you will develop something more nasty that you would probably rather not experience. Mm -hmm. So by being more aware, taking self-care, making better choices, pretty much you are creating a much happier existence and experience for this life that you are living currently. I think we'll leave it there, Emma. That was awesome. Um, thanks again for coming on the show because I think you just leave no it there, worries. that message. Just stay on the line there, Emma. But guys and girls, Emma Lane. Um, Thank you very much. I hope it's helpful. <laughs> awesome. Always is. So, guys and girls, that was Emma Lane. All about the facial tales of disease and the body's tales of disease. And if you want to want to find out more about Emma, go into um, www.integrativehealth.com. Um, she's got some great uh, courses, great courses you, you guys and girls can take. Um, just having a little uh, yeah look at the different ones she's got up, all different courses. And Emma someone I, I could definitely say you guys can trust. She's got an absolute wealth of information. She was a, a former um, teacher, like a top top level teacher for the Czech Institute and um, the courses that she, she runs are, are fantastic. You're going to learn loads from her. Um, always a pleasure and she's been teaching actually now so maybe not get her on the show for a little while because she's off around the world doing her, her teaching but I really want to admit, uh, get an interview face to face sometime hopefully hopefully later on in the year when she's more, a bit more freed up with time but yeah always great to talk to Emma she's an absolute wealth of information and it's uh it's, yeah it's just I love talking talking to people like they can talk to them for hours and hours and hours and it never never ends because there's so much to go into um but yeah so that's it for today episode 102 guys and girls as I said before uh, head on over to www.reviveyourself.com co for all our articles etc we've also got our shop there for all your health supplements that you may want or need um probiotics liver support obviously things for your gut obviously uh, green drinks etc um obviously we have i keep saying obviously 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 i'm gonna stop doing that and uh <laughs> we've got our uh, aries tech products for blocking the emfs we've got the aquatera whole house filtration systems for you and something that we haven't put up yet, which I mentioned before the show, was our blue blocking glasses. They will be going up. But if you go to www.blueblocks, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, you can uh, have a look and see what you want there uh, for the blocking that 
that white or say white that blue light but it looks like it's white so you can see why i say that but it's it's a, that blue light at night you don't want that anywhere near your skin it's causing big issues for the endocrine system being linked to all sorts of cancers it's no good and if you put in the um the coupon code discount code revive in capital letters you're going to get 10 percent off okay guys and girls otherwise if you are dealing with your with a health issue and you haven't been able to overcome it no matter what you've done seeing consultants specialists doctors and even other therapists um and you're looking to put it behind you then the best way to get in touch with me um is to send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or head over to our facebook page revive yourself and send a message on, on there um and i'll get back to you as soon as possible and we can book a call to see if and how we can help you um pretty much guessing that we can otherwise guys and girls that's it for this week i hope you enjoyed episode 102 i'll see you next week and as always stay happy stay healthy and i'll speak to you soon bye bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas bloating constipation diarrhea indigestion heartburn and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the healing health paradigm today